Hello, and welcome to another episode of Her Mighty Surrender. This is Therese Picola. I have a lot to talk about in this episode, so I want to get right to it. So let's start off with our prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, united with your mystical body, the Church, and in union with all the choirs of angels in heaven, we gather to praise, adore, and glorify you. Before time you existed co-eternal with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Through you all things were created, the seraphim, cherubim, thrones, dominions, virtues, powers, principalities, archangels, and angels. The cosmos and all it contains was created by the Father through you and and in the Holy Spirit. Nothing would exist without you, and nothing remains in being without you. You alone have dominion over every created thing. To you, then, our Lord and Master, we raise our voices in prayer and supplication. Watch over us and keep us safe in your care. By your power over all things, render deaf, dumb, blind, and utterly impotent, any and all evil spirits who would seek to harm us. By the power of your most precious blood, purify and sanctify us, this podcast and all who hear it. Grant that the words, thoughts, ideas, and movements of our hearts shared in this program may glorify you, the one true God, and help us grow in virtue and holiness. Heavenly Father, your boundless, relentless love for us is made manifest in the incarnation of Jesus, your Son. Through him you have expiated our sins and claimed us as your own. Please hear and grant our prayers offered to you through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, I wanted to take this episode to change it up a little bit. Um, I, I do believe there's a lot of stress and tension happening right now um, in the world. And I want to bring um, some hope and some tools, in a sense, um, by the way of the saints. Okay, in perfect fashion of dealing with spiritual warfare, my recording got jumbled up. So I'm hoping that this actually is going to come across put together after this is all recorded. And if you don't notice anything, then forget I'm saying this. But um, back to the saints. So um, during my sessions, at the beginning of every session, we um, actually prayed the litany of the saints. Um, it's a um, The team prayed it um, prior to going into the prayers of exorcism. And um, I often thought of it as a um, a battle call to heaven. You know, you're calling on the saints and, and it's so beautiful. And some of the lines in it even, um, from all evil, oh Lord, deliver us. From all sin, oh Lord, deliver us. From the deceits of the devil, oh Lord, deliver us. I mean, the it's just so powerful. Through thy cross and passion, oh Lord, deliver us. Um, when I would say that, many times I would actually choke um, in um, certain saints. Um, what would happen as sessions went on, um, I, would, I would try to, to pray as much as I could. Sometimes um, it was so difficult that we would barely get into the prayer and I was already just, um, things were acting up. I was choking. I was gagging. I was um, just 
you know, the whole song and dance that happens when, when the evil one wants to, um, create a, um, you know, um, just a, a scene. So, um, many times I would choke on certain saints, but then it would end up that those saints would be significant to that particular session. So father sometimes knew what was going to, um, who was going to kind of come and, and offer help or, or just make their presence known based on who um, I would choke on during the prayers. Um, but this prayer is incredibly powerful. I mean, we're calling on God's mercy and we're asking for the blessed mother and the saints to pray for us. Then we're asking the Lord to deliver us and then to hear us in our, in our, um, pleas to, to him. So it's, wow, that's so incredible. The prayer is just so beautiful. And, and I don't know if you've ever heard it, um, sung, but it's just so lovely to even listen to it, um, sung. So this, this, litany, um, even though it was in such a terrible way that I, I learned it, um, really opened the door to the saints for me. Um, not that, not, not that I didn't know who the saints were prior, but I really didn't have a personal connection. I, I, it was more like I would say, oh, I really love Padre Pio or I really love the saint, but it, there was not really like a connection to them outside of them being these, these kind of unattainable people, um, you know, way too high up for me, um, to, to get involved with. Um, so, so, um, what would happen is, is, so we would do that and then some saints would come and I think I've mentioned, um, you know, I've had, um, the blessed mother and St. Michael and St. Padre Pio and St. Pope John Paul II, um, just St. Gemma, uh, Blessed Years, they, uh, there's saints that would come. Sometimes they would present through the relics. Um, and sometimes they, um, I would just say their name suddenly. Um, it would just blurt out. It, it was just um, very interesting. Um, so oftentimes what would happen though is, is, um, a lot of times, you know, I was going to adoration, um, and a lot of times after a session in particular, I would go to adoration and that's really where I would find my peace and, and I would write and have these conversations with the Lord. And, um, and during adoration, sometimes a saint would just come to mind, just kind of in the middle of prayer or sometimes even just in silence, a saint would, would just come out of the blue and, um, and I would write write their name down. So, um, for instance, this happened with St. Jerome, who I really didn't know much about St. Jerome at all. Um, but, um, he just kind of entered into my space, um, during, um, prayers and adoration one time. And then a few weeks later, um, he, um, actually, uh, during the litany, um, I couldn't say his name. I started choking and gagging terribly. Um, so, so that was interesting. Um, St. Irenaeus, um, I, I had written his name down and, and I should, I should back up and say that a lot of, uh, well, all the time. Um, I, when I wrote in adoration, after I left adoration, I closed the book. I never opened it. Um, I think I did like later on when I was asked a question about something, but I never reread it. And a lot of times I never even remembered what I wrote. So it was really as if you were conversing with someone, like you, you know, met your friend for coffee or something and you had a conversation and then you walk away and you kind of 
remember bits and pieces of that conversation, but it's not like verbatim and it's not really um, like a like a lucid memory in the front of your brain. It, it That was kind of what it was like for me going to adoration and writing. Um, in fact, I would not read the bulk of my journals until well after my liberation. I just had a hard time um, thinking about going back to it. And, and, and it was very interesting when we went back and read them because um, actually my husband and I did it together. He read it out loud to me because I really didn't even want to read them. Um, and it was like I was listening to a different person. It, it was just, I thought, I don't write like that. I don't speak like that, you know. Um, so it was really fascinating. But um, another saint um, that... <laughs> caused, you know, would wreak havoc, so to speak, is um, one of our, one of our prayer warriors had a, a first class relic of St. Stephen. And as soon as he would start now, now I didn't know this, but I was told this, um, as soon as he would start walking from the back of the room up towards the front with St. Stephen, um, the um, demons would just start going crazy. I would, um, I say I, but when I say I, I just want you to know that when I say I'm thrashing or I'm screaming, it's not really me. It's them. Um, but, but my, it's my body doing it. So, um, I would thrash, I would, I would, um, yell and scream and, and they just hated St. Stephen. Um, I actually think, um, this particular prayer warrior used to get a little bit of a chuckle out of it, of just kind of tormenting them. Um, just, just based on his personality. Um, I, I think he, he kind of liked to go in there and, and, and tick them off a little bit, which was, it's funny to think about now, but, um, but certainly I, I probably wasn't appreciating it then as I was, as getting beat up. Um, so, um, it's funny though, because also when these saints would come to me and I couldn't really figure out why I would then go and, and kind of try to figure out who they were and, and then, um, find a prayer or something that was relevant. Um, this is a beautiful prayer, uh, of St. Jerome for Christ's mercy. Oh Lord, show your mercy to me and gladden my heart. I am like the man on the way to Jericho who was overtaken by robbers wounded and left for dead. O good Samaritan, come to my aid. I am like the sheep that went astray. O good shepherd, seek me out and bring me home. In accord with your will, let me dwell in your house all the days of my life and praise you forever and ever with those who are there. Ah, like it makes my heart flutter a little bit even when I listen to that now because this, I felt so connected to this. I thought, wow, this prayer. It's like you wrote it for me. Thank you, St. Jerome. Um, and it was so special that I, I would um, find these prayers or, or little notes and cut them out and paste them into my journals um, just as like reminders when I would, would open up my journals to, to write. So um, yeah, beautiful prayer. But I wanted to spend a little time just kind of just finding a, a, some places in my journal um, my journals where um, there was little uh, snippets of conversation or thoughts about saints, mostly the Blessed Mother we're going to, I think, talk about today, just because I think it's, she's so, she's so significant. Like, I like to think of the saints this way. So, you know, um, Jesus is like the divine physician, right? And, but a physician can't, you know, when he, when a physician goes in for surgery, you know, I needed surgery, right? I was like completely 
Like, it's like as if I was in like this major wreck and everything had to be replaced. And, but the physician can't do it by himself. Um, he could, I mean, but it would, it would take a lot more time, right? So, um, of course this is God, he can do anything, but, but bear with me here. Um, so the physician needs helpers. The physician needs, um, you know, an assistant, the physician needs, um, um, nurses and, um, aides that are in there, um, handing over, um, the different, um, things that, that are needed for the surgery. So, so, you know, there's different, there's different people involved. There's like a team that's involved here. I like to think of it, um, in that way, you know, as far as, as how, how, how it applied to me, like Jesus is the divine physician and, and he, he healed me, but, he allowed a team to come in and work on that healing with him. So the Blessed Mother and the saints, these are all his, you know, his workers, you know, that are that are in place to to offer their support and help. And um, I just think it's a great way to like kind of break it down, like, you know, um, to make to make it um, more attainable in our minds, like how how the saints and the blessed mother, they're there to aid us. And, um, we have been given such a beautiful gift by having, um, having them in our lives. And I think many of us don't realize how, um, how close they are to us. And I I know, at least for myself, I definitely didn't realize it. Um, so I'm going to just, I want to talk about the blessed mother because I love her so much. And, um, this is a, a little excerpt, um, from one of my journals. And it says, I am not sure what the prayer was or how it led into the Blessed Mother, but suddenly they, they, so they as in the demons, felt her presence. I couldn't see anything, but I felt this feeling of cowering and disgust. It almost felt like they were having some kind of interaction and they were afraid. I had this feeling as if she came to them in a very strong and authoritative way. Then out of nowhere, my body contorted, and I remembered mockingly and angrily saying, and let me pause here, I actually do remember this. I, I don't think for the rest of my life I'll ever forget it, um, because the way they said her name was so filthy and terrible um, that my husband to this day still talks about it because he was so offended by it. And they just repeatedly said, Mary, 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 but in such a a condescending, filthy way. Um, just, I, I don't, and so then I go on to say, I don't know how many times, but I felt this loathing and disgust building. It then felt like there were 10 people sitting on my body, hold on a second, holding me down. Everyone was very loudly reciting Hail Mary over and over. I especially heard someone very close to my ear in that moment. I felt myself yelling in what sounded like a loud and terrifying voice. I have no idea how long this lasted, but my body was resisting with every Hail Mary. Then suddenly I felt myself slump, and I felt a sense of calm and relief for a few minutes, almost like being in a dream state. And what I found out later was there was a mocking spirit, and in that moment um, it finally left. So leading up to that, there was session after session, this, this mocking spirit would come and just in different ways mock um, the priest and, and just mock um, the Blessed Mother and, and various things. And, and finally, in this moment, it left. 
which was, I was very grateful for. And I know everybody there was grateful because it was very hard for everybody to listen to the way, um, they were treating the blessed mother. And of course she's a blessed mother and she's in heaven and she could crush them. But, you know, as, as humans and as sensitive to, to people kind of, you know, beating up on our mom, we don't want to hear, um, we don't want to hear this, you know? So, um, so anyway, so, um, so the blessed mother came, um, in, in, at different times. And, um, one time I remember, um, father was, um, father was trying to cast out, um, a, a demon associated with death. Um, and that's a long story, but, but we'll just kind of go with the context of that. And, um, and there was screaming and suddenly I felt Mary to my side. Um, there was like this kind of brilliant and my eyes were closed, but I could see this brilliant, um, white coming through, like with my eyes closed even. And I could feel her sitting next to me with her arms open. And then it felt like I handed her something and it gave me this peace. Um, and, um, as it was happening, I said her name out loud, um, apparently. And so, so everybody started praying, um, praying and, and, um, I think maybe the memorare, um, but what that actually was, what happened in that moment was, um, part of the, the spirit of death that I was dealing with had to do with my abortion. And what she was doing in that moment was allowing me to hand that baby over to her, to hand over the grief and the sadness and, and the guilt and all those things that were associated. Um, I, I gave that to her and, you know, she willingly with her arms wide open took that, um, and consoled me in that way. Um, so it was really beautiful. So these are, these are ways that, um, through my sessions, I was, I was, um, receiving these, um, beautiful graces during such a horrible time. And, um, then there was St. Gemma who I really didn't know much about St. Gemma, but, um, in one of my sessions, I, um, felt, I just felt St. Gemma there and, and I can't really remember exactly what led up to it. Um, but I even said her name out loud and, um, afterwards, um, after the session was over, father had said to me that at that moment, when I had said her name out loud, they were actually, they had just placed a relic of her on me. So this kind of started this friendship with St. Gemma, um, which was just crazy because I never even knew who she was, but maybe, um, I don't know, seven or eight months into, into my sessions, um, I was thinking about how I needed to get to know her. And, um, my son walked in one day and he said, Oh, I just got this, this book. Um, it's actually, um, the life of St. Gemma. I can't remember the title off the top of my head, but, um, I said, Oh, wow. You know, I really, I want to read that because I think I'm supposed to get to know her. And he, grabbed the book and he handed it to me and said, well, go ahead, you, you read it. And I was like, oh, no, no, it's okay. And he said, no, no, it's yours. You, you go ahead and read it. So I read that and I'm not, I, especially during this time with my sessions, I was not really like overly coherent. I was very tired all the time, but I read that book from, you know, cover to back, like so quickly. And we just 
instantly bonded and through it um I started praying to her for her intercession and and really she's been with me ever since I've been so blessed she's um she's just amazing she's just an amazing um beautiful saint I you know just her love for Christ and her humility and charity for others um just just it's just mind-blowing um and Padre Pio um you know during one of the sessions father had asked um who they feared most, they being the demons. And they said, um, and I remember this too, in this like terrible voice again, they said, P.O., you know, and um, and it was just, ugh, it was just awful. I could, you know, I could hear it kind of still in in my mind, like that sound. Um, and just now I kind of like laugh about it because I think he like, <laughs> it's, I mean, they, he, he must, you know, take great joy in squashing the, the demons, you know, um, but, um, after, so, so I kind of like, so with Padre Pio it was funny because I've always had maybe this interest in him. Um, but I never really knew how to connect, like how to really engage saints and, 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 and get to know them. So, um, but I decided, um, after, um, interestingly, my son came to me, I, I totally had forgotten. We had been given a relic, um, by, a friar friend of ours, like years ago, he had given it to my son and my son came to me and said, I think you're supposed to have this. So I thought, okay, well, he's, I think I'm supposed to maybe do more with this. So I started praying and asking God, um, if it would be okay, if, um, Padre Pio could be my spiritual father. And I remember this is just how, um, naive, I guess I was at the time. And I thought, Oh God, please don't be mad at me. I love you. And you're my father, but I really, is it okay if I ask Padre Pio to be my spiritual father? Um, so, uh, it's just, you know, I guess like the innocence in, in a way and the, um, naiveness as well. But, um, I remember, um, one time after a really bad session, um, I came home and it was probably one of the few times where I felt really beat up, very empty inside. And I just wanted to give up. I really was just, I'm done. I'm tired. This isn't working. Nothing's happening. Um, and I was getting ready to go to sleep and I had, um, his relic on my nightstand and I picked it up. And as I picked it up, it smelled like roses And, um, it was in that moment, I think a confirmation for me, you know, that he was there and not to give up. And, and it really, um, it really just, um, touched me so deeply. So, so I knew in that moment, it it was another confirmation that I'm not alone. And, um, and so, you know, I just kind of picked my head back up and, and just, plowed through another day. And, and that's kind of how, what it became many times is just, okay, I'm just, Lord, get me through this day, you know? And, um, and, and he did, and he did by sending his, his holy helpers to, to be there with me. And, um, it, it was just a blessing. And, um, I guess that's, that's kind of the message I wanted to present today because I think, so many people are just, you know, in, in forgetting even, um, just afflictions, you know, oppressions and things like that, but just the, the world is so heavy right now, um, or can be, you know, and there's so many things happening and there's just this, um, kind of 
you know, black clouds sitting over so many of us. And I think it's a beautiful time for us to turn to, to heaven. Um, God has given us all of heaven, you know, as support, you know, our divine physician, but all the helpers. And, um, and he, he wants us to, of course, come to him first for all things through his mother and, and now through St. Joseph, you know, terror of demons, but also through these saints, um, who we can in some way relate to. They were, they were people just like us. And, um, and, um, to give, give us that, that, um, gift of their friendship through difficulties. I just think it's, um, it's so beautiful and, and we just need to utilize that now, um, you know, bring them into our lives the best way we can. Um, but I wanted to also, um, share something and I'm, give me a moment cause I'm going to hopefully pull it up in my journal as I'm talking. There was something that, um, when I was, I was kind of, um, suffering a little bit and, you know, I guess like I, I really do have, um, some major, some major mother wounds. And, um, so I, I don't always connect well with the blessed mother. And I just remember praying and, and, um, talking to, to the Lord and, and I felt him say to me, um, and this is, this is in my journal. Imagine my mother's suffering as she looked upon the cross. She loves all of God's children the same way. Allow her to intercede for you. Nothing gives my father more joy than a child who turns to their mother in love. And I thought, wow, okay. (laughs) Like that's like, even now when I read that, I think, oh my gosh, like God loves us so much. He loves us so much that he gave us this beautiful, beautiful creation in Mary, um, to intercede for us, to love us, to, to guide us through life. Um, it's just so beautiful. And I'm going to read it again because I, I want to, I want to maybe just leave this as a reflection for us as we, um, just go forward on this journey. Imagine my mother's suffering as she looked upon the cross. She loves all of God's children the same way. Allow her to intercede for you. Nothing gives my father more joy than a child who turns to their mother in love. So until next time, friends, God bless you.